Hello, and welcome to episode 60 of This Blonde Can't Talk About Anything. My name is Melanie, and that's with two L's because the spelling of your name doesn't change from one week to the next. I'm very excited to announce that episode 60 will in fact be the final episode of 2022. I know I kind of said that I was going to stop at 58, but I like round numbers, so I wanted to get to 60, and here we are. So welcome to episode 60, the fantastic, amazing, fabulous, every incredible, great adjective that you can think of. Bart Johnson is here. Um, if, if the name is not immediately familiar, Bart Johnson played Coach Bolton in the High School Musical series, amongst other wonderful roles, all of which are very much worth checking out. And I do highly encourage you to do so. But before we hop into the uh, interview, let me explain. So before I start recording these interviews, I usually will do um, like a little pre-chat with my guests where I'll ask them if there's anything that's off limits or whatever. And um, Bart and I just started sort of talking about a mutual friend that we had and I I was not recording. And then he said something that was profound and really touching to me and I wanted him to repeat it so all of you could hear it. So that's why the interview starts off a little bit wonky, but this is this blonde can talk about anything. And um, it's always a little bit wonky because I am not a traditional interviewer. I am just an actress who likes to talk to people, uh, to her friends, to her mom (laughs) and to other entertainers, especially because I feel like I always learn uh, from them. So Um, Keep that in mind as you start to listen to the interview. Bart Johnson is talking about, of course, you know, his work as Coach Bolton, other work, work that he's done as a coach, just like we're talking a little bit about religion. We're kind of diving into a little bit of everything, talking about his fantastic wife, Robin Lively, who um, he sort of promised would be a guest on here. So we are going to hold Bart to his word and hopefully have Robin Lively on early in 2023. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, I had the best time chatting with him. And I say that about so many guests, but really chatting with them and getting to tell them what they've meant to me, what I've learned from them is really something that I don't take for granted and that I appreciate so much. And so with that said, I'm going to stop gabbing (laughs) because as you know, I I can do that. And I'm going to throw to the interview or the chat, if you will, which was probably my favorite because uh, it turns out Bart rambles as much as I do, which means we are like the perfect uh, duo for a podcasting, a rambling podcast. (laughs) So um, here we go and enjoy. So what we were talking about before I I hit record was about um, a mutual friend that we have who uh, sort of fell from grace, if you will. And Bart said something really beautiful that I wanted everyone to hear. So without naming names, um, can can you tell me, can you repeat uh, what you said in the first place be- before I stupidly didn't hit record? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time working with youth in my life and I, I really value the time I've spent in, um, you know, whether it's like coaching soccer, I've coached and that's like no small thing. That might seem like a real small thing, but it's only, um, you know, is, is uh, important as a job as you make it, I guess. You, I mean, you spend a lot of time with these young young lives boys and girls i've coached them both for years like years and um i've experienced some kids going through some stuff some terrible things parents dying and uh, i don't want to share too much but like 
both both their parents passing at different times or over in the same year i mean just like stuff that you wouldn't think would would be something your soccer coach should be doing but it's like these poor these these kids they're going through so much and i don't understand this is what i was saying before is like you know i don't understand how like in society where we uh there's some sort of like a judgment on on people that make mistakes like there's a lack of compassion on people that are down like oh this this person did this terrible thing well then we should talk to that person and help them and make them better and put our arms around them and i don't know i was just saying um uh earlier that that um you know the believe the bible or not but i think we could all believe there's some beautiful messages in that bible and uh the one that i that i hope i wish everybody would would take and uh make it a life mission of, of trying to wrap your head around and really truly understanding it is to love thy neighbor and to love your enemy and it's like well why would you why would you love your enemy that's and I, i'm not gonna even answer that question because it's like it's a question you should be answering throughout your life like really think about why is that important why is it important to love your enemy well it's easy to love people that are nice to you you don't you don't really gain anything by loving someone that's really easy to love. You know, that's like, I always say like, there's this, I always use a gym analogy because it's a, a physical manifestation of, of effort. And a lot of times effort in life, you don't really see a physical manifestation, but I always think like compassion and love is a muscle. It is a muscle to have compassion on people and, and to exercise that muscle. It, it, a muscle doesn't get strong by having no weight in it. You know, if there's no weight, if it's easy, it's, it's not, that's not how you get strong. We don't want to get strong, right? We want to have, we want to build our love. We want to build our compassion. So that means you have to put a demand on that muscle. You have to love people when it's hard to love people. Have compassion on people when it's hard to have compassion on them, right? And then that muscle gets stronger. Anyway, I could, I could, I talk too much. So uh, oh. sorry, I was, I was going to go on for a while here. But anyway, that's, we have a mutual friend that, um, yeah, that d deserves love. Everybody deserves love. Everybody's struggling and, I don't know. I know it's like people are, most people just want to do the right thing and, and stand up for those that can't stand up for themselves. And that's so important too, you know, but I think those, uh, those coexist. So anyway, hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, <laughs> actually, good to see you. actually, I really love that you said that uh, about the coaching and stuff, because first of all, I think that's something that most people don't know about you. And mm. It's, it's something that I can personally relate to because when I was a kid, um, like I had a father, but he was, you know, busy working. So I had my grandpa who was like basically my father and my best friend and my life. And when I was 10, he died. And oh. so when he died, I didn't have any friends. I didn't, I didn't want any friends. I just wanted to be friends with, you know, my, my deceased grandpa. And this would cause me to be different. Like, my grandpa introduced me to movies. I was a method actor by the time I was like three years old. So it was very serious for me. And I was like going to find a way to work as an actor somehow, some way. And I had this guidance counselor at school and I thought he really cared about me because he was always asking questions, but he, he, he didn't like, he was kind of writing me off as a kid who had daddy issues. And that wasn't the issue. The issue was that the the greatest like inspiration in my life had died and I was 10 and at 10 you're not equipped to sort of deal with that and so later in life like five years ago I was very very fortunate to meet an actor who is like 
so famous that he's almost like you can't access him, uh, who I had watched on TV and had wanted a father like that. And, and then one day I said to him, my old guidance counselor is telling me that, you know, being an actor is like being a cult in a cult. And he says to me, did he ever ask you what was wrong with you? And I said, no, you didn't. And he goes, all that time you thought that he cared. He just, he couldn't be bothered to dig deep enough to ask that question. What was really hurting? And I messaged him and I said, you assumed it was that, but it was, I was missing my grandpa. And he said, well, you didn't want to talk about it. And I said, yeah, but you never asked. So how could you know? So I love that you as a, an actor, a coach, a human being are willing to like dig deeper and kind of like find out what's going on with these kids and help them find themselves again. Because I, as somebody who has lost themselves, it's really hard to find yourself again without somebody kind of reminding you who that is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. I think that it's so interesting. It goes back to, I always feel like everything goes back to these like fundamental principles, right? Like, listen, like, listen, really listen. And it's like, I, I'm sure that the, your counselor was super well-meaning and probably was like, wanted to get to lunch. Me, I don't know. I mean, not to make judgments on them, but it's like, well, I've got 2000 kids. I'm not really making any head. What maybe this girl doesn't like me. I, what, you know, whatever the thing is in their head, but it's like, they needed to listen and someone needs to listen and someone needs to hear you and hear what, what's really going on and, and ask the right questions to bring that, you know, bring that to the forefront. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's, that's rough. Sorry about your, that experience is tough. It's, it's so tough. It's so hard, man. Losing someone is just like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. It's so painful, but it's like, it's, we're all going to do it. Every single one of us is going to experience it. He's been dead for, you know, longer than I knew him now. And I still talk about him every day. And people are like, why right. do you talk about him all the time? What was so special about him? And I was like, you like you would have had to know him. Like I, this man came to daycare with me because I wouldn't go without him. And right. he saw me in a way that my, the rest of my family did not understand. Like I'd be watching a movie and I'd be absorbing the movie. And then for like three years, I thought I was Dorothy from the wizard of Oz and my mom and my grandma are going, this has to stop. Like people are going to make fun of her. And he was going, no, no, leave her alone because he wasn't watching a kid play. He was watching somebody become. And mm. I, and even though he never actually saw me do it, I think mm. he just knew who I was before I did. And that's why losing him was such a, like a big loss. But at the mm. same time, there's so many people who never have somebody like that in their life. Mm. Mm. I feel so, so blessed. And I actually, you know, everyone knows and you know that your most iconic role, obviously, is playing Jack Bolton in the High School Musical series. And there's a moment in that film, in the third film, when Zach's character is really wrestling with, do I want to play basketball or sing? Do I want to do what's going to make my dad love me and whatever? And I had that moment. My dad was like, you're going to go to college and that's it. And if you don't go, you don't have a dad. And I, I was like, well, okay, then I'm going to do what my dad wants. And I never mm. got the, Hey, get on stage moment that you, you know, presented in the, sh- in the film. But when I saw you do it with Zach, it, I felt that. And I felt like I could live with my father, not supporting what I do and not being proud of it, 
but I could not live with knowing that my grandfather might be able to see me from up there and might be going, what are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're throwing your life. Wow. Away. Wow. So, yeah. You wow. Have, good for you. That's amazing. That's incredible. You have touched so many lives. Are, just, do you feel that? You know, I, I do. And, uh, uh, and I, I mean, I hear stories like this and um, I'll tell you, they never get old. And I never take it for granted. <laughs> and I feel like I feel them, I experience it, and I, I'm so grateful for it. And I just, you know, um, by the way, am I so should I turn this this way? No, no, you're good. You're good. It's all good. I want to be a good guest. Um you're a so, great guest. Oh okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I I uh I hear a lot of people say that that um I had no idea that it was affecting people at such a young age, you know, like 10 years old, eight, nine years old. Like uh, that's crazy to me all, all the way up through, you know, the, the movie has a beautiful message uh, in a lot of the, a lot of the songs and, and things that are like, you know, you, it, it's short-sighted to write it off as just like a silly fun, you know, little Disney thing. These are meaningful and a lot of thought and care was put in into these things. And you're talking to a lot of young lives that it resonates through music and, and through the, uh, through these scenes and through the, funny conflicts and things like that now as far as like my character like you know usually in a movie like this you either play the dad like the supportive dad or the tough dad or you play the coach you know you normally you don't get to play that's not the same character so when i read the script i was like oh my gosh what a gift i get to play this guy that's truly conflicted you know and i never wanted to play the role even though i knew it is what it is you know and it's it's uh it might be a, a a story for for young kids but i i never uh saw it that way and I, I saw it as i'm con i'm genuinely conflicted i'm a father myself and like i want the best for my kids and i want them to flourish and thrive and be their own person at the same time i don't want them to make mistakes that, that's uh gonna cause them pain you know and I, I want the absolute best for them and it's like you know when you're when you kind of gone through life a little bit and you've experienced some things, you know, like those decisions are not going to make you happy. Those are going to cause conflict, but wow, what a beautiful thing to like follow your passion and do something you're really excited about and like re really pursue something that you're really, really turns you on. Like that's, that's so amazing. Um, so I got to, I got the gift of, of playing that, uh, that character that had, kind of went back and forth through those, those two emotions. So, um, you know, I never wanted to, I wanted to be compassionate in, in that, you know, like well, I'm being mean, I wasn't, I was trying not to be mean. I was trying to be firm. I was trying to like, you know, it's almost like when, when, um, I know when, like when I, when I wanted to be an actor and my parents are like, absolutely not like no way we will not support you and not, you know, and I, they told me that I'll never work as an actor unless I went to medical school as <laughs> that's a long story, but like, uh, but basically they, they wanted me to go to school. If I didn't go to school, I was never going to be successful. They put up a bunch of roadblocks. And at the time I thought, man, that's so like not cool. And that's so not supportive. And then later I kind of realized like, I don't know, man, maybe that was a test, you know, because here I am wanting to do something impossible, like to make a living as an actor's somewhat impossible. Like the, the odds are really bad. You know, the people in the <laughs> union, I don't know what it is. Like 98% of the people that ever make it into SAG are in poverty, you know? So it's like, it's not, it's it's very hard it's very difficult and if if you're stopped too easily you know if you get those roadblocks when you're i was 21 20 21 when i wanted to move to hollywood and if i if i got those roadblocks and i was like oh well screw it that was i don't you know i, I if i give up that I, I guess what i'm saying is if you give up that easy 
maybe you didn't have the fight necessary to go all the way. So that's an interesting, now, now I'm talking like coach Bolton here. Cause it's like, well, so if I just like, Hey man, just do whatever you want. It's cool. Like no big deal. And just, you know, <laughs> you want to be a good father. You want to be supportive, but you also want to challenge and you want them to rise to the occasion and you want them to be their best. You want all these things. And, and it's like, you all these pure intentions, but like that, that anyway, that's kind of how I've, kind of looked at this as like i want to challenge my kids and i want to see if they will fight through it and if they care enough and they got enough fight in them and they're that determined then it's like okay they make the move then it's like okay now now i'm gonna support you now i'm just gonna support the hell out of you and give you all the resources and love and the you know and everything else uh, you know as i've done their whole lives so anyway again Way too long of an answer for uh, that question, probably. Absolutely not. No, okay, I okay. am known for uh, rambling. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a. I think that's a beautiful answer. And uh, uh, in my journey, at, you know, going through acting, there's a lot of bad advice. Like, like my first agent was like, "Oh, don't get a job. In a year, you'll have like a million dollars." And my mom was like, "You're not gonna have a million dollars in a year. That's not gonna happen." And I didn't listen to my mom and a year went by and I think I went on three auditions. And then he was like, no, you're never going to go to LA. I went to LA on a trip just to visit. And he called me and he told me that I should change my hair color because I wasn't pretty enough to be blonde. And this was devastating to me (laughs) because I like my hair. Yeah. this is kind of like, I think it's, you know, one of those like spiritual signs. And I've told this story like a million times. Anybody who's faithfully listens to this podcast has heard it probably 60 times, but I don't tell it for cloud or anything like that. I tell it just because of the way that I feel like it's such a synchronicity and uh, like a sign, as I was saying. Anyway, this is, this is the God's honest truth. I was walking down the street, um, La Brea up to sunset, just up where the Burger King is. And this yellow Lamborghini pulls over and says, hi, are you an actress? And I was like, great. Some weird guy wants to saw. And I'm like, nope. And I kept walking. He rolled down the passenger side window and he yelled, excuse me. And I was about to tell him off and didn't have his sunglasses on anymore. And it was Quentin Tarantino. And he said, did you get in my car? I'd like to talk to you. And you're holding up traffic. And I was like, okay. And I got in and we just talked and he was talking about a film that he hadn't finished writing yet, but that he thought that I might be good for. And he took my information and I was crying because of my agent. And I was like, you know, my agent thinks I'm too ugly and I'm too fat. And he was like, they told me that I was too ugly and too stupid to ever make a movie. And today they can't pay me enough to make a movie. And (laughs) I was going to quit that day. And he was like, you're going to call that agent and you're going to fire him right now because you don't need to change who you are. And then I said, can we take, and I never do this, can we take a picture? Because no one will ever believe me. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And it was just like, for me, it was like somebody saying, if you quit now, it's over. But if you keep going, you're going to keep meeting these people along the way. And I don't know if you can see this behind me. This is Marlon Brando, my ultimate ultimate can't meet him he died you know i but i met a wonderful woman whose name is robin swicord and her husband nicholas kazan's father discovered marlon brando and he's told me all these wonderful stories about marlon which leads me into my next question you were in little women the remake in 2018 and robin who is like my 
mentor, she wrote the original screenplay for that and produced the 2020 film. What was it like working on a remake of such an iconic film? Oh my gosh. Um, by the way, I've met Marlon Brando and uh, I thought every time I saw like? a picture, uh, I, lo- I mean, I love that movie too, of course. Oh, he, he was, it was, he was in this yogurt shop in the Valley <laughs> with his grandkids. And, and uh, so he was, you know, everybody's being very respectful. And he was, it was my friend's yogurt shop. Anyway, it was really cool. Aww. Just like what a legend, man. Like amazing. It's like, you know, it'd be like meeting Messi today for me. Like that's like the, the greatest, the greatest of all time. Um, yeah, that was really fun. That was really fun. Well, you know, what's really fun is um, I've realized that uh, some movies stick out um, a lot more than others. You know, I've done I've done I don't know how many movies I've done a bunch of I've done a lot of movies. And um, that one was really special because uh, it was my friend's directorial debut. Um, okay. Yeah, Claire is and she's directing like crazy now. And um, and her husband was a producer and all my friends were in that movie. And it was just like, oh, it was so, it was so great. It was so much fun. Um, I thought she did a great job. The DP was terrific. Um, it was like an all-female kind of like um, crew. Like all the all the heads of every department were female, which uh, like, you know, Claire, the, our director, wanted to do that. And they were all so, they were just like, they weren't just like, oh, that's cool. They're female, but they're the best like they were all so talented it was really cool and really and just cool cool people so i just had the greatest time on on um on that movie and uh there's nothing better than working with your friends like i've realized that like um i did another movie with her husband and she played my daughter (laughs) claire director played my daughter in this movie we did in hawaii and it was like all my friends are in the movie my two of my kids are in the movie it's just like the funnest the funnest time I've ever had. It's so great. And then I did a, this last year I've done two movies with my wife, Robin. And um, that was like a a whole nother, like next level of really amazing experience. So yeah, it's, it's really fun to work with friends. Like when you're working with your best friends, it's like, it's really like, sometimes it's a movie that, you know, it doesn't pay any money. And the, and if the content, you know, you know, they say you do a movie for three reasons content like if the script's really great or you're playing a really great role hands down best reason to do a movie money if they pay you a bunch of money and it's like oh it's not really it's not a really great part for me or what oh it pays really well okay or a really great location so i would just add one more to that that's what everybody that's like kind of old saying in hollywood but i I would add one more and say if all your friends are making the movie if all your friends are making the movie (laughs) it's so much fun and then they'll be open to making your the content better or like you know improving your you're letting you contribute to your your character and dialogue and stuff like that. So yeah. For content. Anyway, I can't lock way too long of an answer. It was <laughs> Little Women was great. I had a blast. <laughs> for context, for people who don't know, your wife, Robin Lively, is an amazing actress. And I love watching her on the 911 show because Brad Buker, and I'm obsessed with Brad. And I don't think Brad has ever worked with anyone who wasn't like just just top tier. And you were on that show as well. I, I think I've seen you in a, in a guest spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like- I'm playing Robin's fiance in the on the show. So I've done just two episodes, but I think we're supposed to do some more. That's what well, I hear. That's that's great. And so, and you've also worked with another friend of mine, Robert Ulrich, obviously, because I know by the casting because he's casts everything (laughs) yeah oh yeah everything yeah yeah he's the king he's um 
incredible person. And Brad's incredible. awesome too. That that's we got a lot of mutual Love friends. Brad. I met Brad and um, uh, <laughs> Robert because so High School Musical, of course, was the prototype for Glee. Yeah. <laughs> and Glee, I had a friend who was on Glee. Uh, he was I, mean, we, I knew him like long before he was famous, and he died. And mm. so Blake Jenner had made a film, and he want he had invited me, and I wasn't going to go. And then I was like, I have to go because Corey would have been there, so I'm going to go. And I went and I met Brad and um, and uh, Robert that same day. And Robert came up to me out of nowhere and he was like, you have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. And he was just so sweet. And then we kept in touch. And there was something in the film that that uh, it was a clock that Brad put in. And my grandpa was the last gift he ever gave me was that same clock. And mm. I said to Brad, whose idea was that? And he was like, it was mine. And then we kept in touch and I ended up giving him my grandpa used to collect coins and I gave him one of my grandpa's Elvis coins. And he was like, this means everything to me. And I was like, really, it's nothing. I just wanted you to have a piece of like a memory of make it changing my life. Like, I'm so weird. I go into films and I always try to find like the humanity in it. And yeah. I always I just see I just see beautiful things in all these these different actors. And I've never met like a hero of mine who's ever let me down i thought zach might i was so scared <laughs> i've i've never done the whole i'm gonna go line up and meet a celebrity because i think it's weird but it was zach and i'm like okay i'll do it my friend my friend wanted to do it and my friend kept yelling what team wildcats and i was like i don't think he wants to hear this anymore like i think maybe you should do that and he came over and he was so sweet. And I'm like, Zach, would you mind taking the picture? Because my arms are really short. And he's uh, like, yeah, sure, no problem. And he took a picture. And I looked at the picture and I was like, this is the worst picture ever. I can never post it. But then I looked and he had taken like 20. And he, uh, was, he was so sweet. And uh, I was like, thank you for everything that you did for me and like my childhood. And he was like, you're so welcome. And he was like, nobody thanks me. People forget to say the words thank you. And I appreciate you. And I was like... Thanks. Like, because uh -huh. I mean, I thought I was going to be Mrs. Zac Efron, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Who did oh, that's it? Great. That's a great story, Zach. I'm I'm proud. I'm a I'm a proud papa. He's a he's a great kid. You're working on the new show, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I'm not watching it because I just I can't I just can't see people singing Sharpay that are not me <laughs> <laughs> because. That char that character was the one that I resonated with most because I felt yeah it was mean but at at her core she wasn't like it was yeah. like a facade she didn't want people to see that on the inside she was just kind of like a broken like yeah. girl who was lost yeah and so yeah. Th yeah that was my character that I loved um what what's the the like dynamic for Coach Bolton on the new show. Well, it, it, the new show, it, you know, you know, the premise of the series. Yes. It, yes. Okay. So um, this episode or this season, season four of High School Musical, the series is um, is about the cast of High School Musical, the original High School Musical cast coming to the school to make High School Musical four. Mm. So we show up there at the school to uh to shoot the movie there so it, it was a really kind of a clever way for us to kind of jump into a little bit of high school music for which we don't do very much unfortunately um i thought there's gonna be a lot more than that but um but it was great 
you know, and I'd never met the cast before the new, the new kids and um, then the creator and everything. So that was all brand new. They were terrific. Like they were so great and they're so nice. And they were like, so like, uh, uh, it's like they were such fans of the original stuff, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, coach, coach, I can't believe you're here. You know, and it was, it was really sweet. And they were all really, they made us feel real special. So that was really cool. I think you are really special. Like you and the entire cast, every single cast member holds a special place in someone's heart to the point that it's like, if they weren't there, who would you be? Like, who would I be if I, if I had never discovered whatever i know it sounds stupid but like marlon brando for example i watched him and i said i want to be that i feel for me personally like if i never reach that level of i'm famous that's okay as long as i'm working and i'm meeting people like you and i'm i feel like i'm contributing something to society then i feel like i picked the right um industry and i think you definitely did because you just are so I can't I can't put into words how beautiful of a human I think you are. And I think the same of, of your wife. She's like and underrated, by the way. Yeah, I think so too. She, I, by the way, I was gonna have her pop in and surprise you, but she's in New York right now. So uh, she's with her sister Blake in New York. So she's not here. So next time. Speaking of her sister Blake. Next time you see her husband, Ryan, tell him that if he kisses my future husband on national television again, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Wait a minute. I remember watching that. I don't remember who he kissed, though. Was it Andrew Hugh Jackman? Gar- or- it was Andrew Garfield. Uh, and- Andrew Garfield. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. Yeah. But like, if I can't be Mrs. Zac Efron, leave Andrew alone, okay? <laughs> Andrew Garfield's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And we went to the uh of a funny story about that. When we went to the we went to the Spider-Man premiere with Blake and Ryan and and um it, we were walking into our seats and we had to walk in front of Andrew Garfield. Well, Blake and Andrew are friends. And so we stopped to talk to him and say hi. And my my little boy, he's a little I don't know how old he was. He's a little tiny guy that's had five or something like that. He's like, he like pulled me down. He's like, he, he was obsessed, like obsessed with Spider-Man. And he said, hey, hey, dad, uh, can you have him bite me? And I said, what? He said, can you have him? Could you ask him to bite me? <laughs> he wanted those Spider-Man powers. I just thought that was oh, the wow. cutest thing I've ever seen. That's yeah. beautiful, though. Like, for me, I think people think this is so weird. And I thought that it was weird. I thought I was weird. Because I see films as magic, even though I know how they're made and I can see where the water is like not the same level anymore because I've done it enough times. I just see magic and I'm so in love with all of it. And I hope I never lose that. Like if when I'm 40, I hope I still I hope I still see it that way and feel that way about it. And I hope that someday in the future that I will get to work with you because I really I'm glad somebody recommended you for the show because I wasn't going to ask because I was too shy. <laughs> but I, I really admire you a lot. Oh, I'm glad I saw that post. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. And, and uh, I would love to work with you. Let's make it happen. Oh, well, yeah. It's out, for it's, sure. out, it's out in the ether now. So here we go. <laughs> I wanted to ask, since we are uh, talking about Andrew Garfield, you and your wife are uh, members of the LDS Church, correct? Uh-huh. So what did you think of his of his series, the Under the Banner of Heaven series? You know what? I got to be honest with you. Uh, I don't watch anything like I don't watch it. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything. I like, I haven't seen 911 yet. Uh, <laughs> I did that last year. 
there's like the last like five or six uh, uh, jobs that I've done movie. Well, no, no, I did. I did see one movie because I there was premieres and stuff. So I'll go to the premiere. And I'll try to watch it before the premiere because you get asked questions on the red carpet. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really terrible at that. I la- I don't I really don't enjoy it. And then I did this movie called Held um, a year, year, like year and a half during COVID. And uh, um, I went to the went to the premiere. You know, you always go to the premiere. You got to support the film and you know help with press and everything else. I remember sitting in the audience and the, the film came on. And I was like, Oh, actually, uh, I, don't, I don't mind this. <laughs> like I wasn't, I didn't embarrass myself. I just feel like I don't know. There's something about like. Um, I know people, I have family, everybody in my family, pretty much my brothers, or, you know, they have a premiere and they're like, Hey, let's get together. Let's watch a movie. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just can't, I can't think of anything worse than like getting everybody together for the first time for me watching it. And then me watching it and being like, Oh, why did they use that take? Or like, why, why was I so disconnected on that? Well, why did I do it that way? Why was I making that stupid face or just like, you know, <laughs> all this like self-criticism is terrible. It's terrible. And that's why you see like so many actors are like, uh, I just don't, you know, when I heard that, who was it? it was like anthony hopkins or something i don't know some a, a legend who's like oh yeah i don't i don't i don't think it's good i don't think it's good to watch yourself i was like okay good i'm not just a weirdo like this, yeah. is, this is good there's some there's some uh there's some reasoning to it so yeah i can't really speak on, no. on anything you did but you know i think it's i hey I, I will say this is that it seems like uh you know some some people's religion is is um talked about like respectfully and then others is not and it's mocked and misrepresented and piled on and i don't i just don't think it's good i don't think it's i just don't think it's uh i don't think it's nice and i every time i see it done i see it done incorrectly but they're so confident they're you know they're representing it correctly and it's like oh no it's not that's it's not it's it's really not and it's and and it's it seems most often being spirited like it, it wasn't done in the in a, in a spirit of uh you know any sort of respect or whatever i don't know man i just think it's like when it's something important to people you know and and you're not a part of that community it's like it's this weird thing in hollywood right it's like sometimes if you're making a film about a certain community you have to be of that community in order to respectfully tell that that story unless it's something that's not trendy then it's like oh then you can not be part of that community and trash it and it's like well but those are humans too like those people have feelings like everybody has feelings like why are we selective respectful you know like we should respect everybody and everybody's own kind of you know personal belief system and what fills them up makes them happy and and uh even if you don't necessarily agree with it so i don't know it does seem weird that there's there's definitely some uh world religions that don't align with uh inclusivity and things like that but somehow they're so well respected in uh in the media and everything else and others aren't and it's i don't know it's it's interesting i don't i don't really i don't really get into you know honestly like i feel like i have a mission in life <laughs> this is something i've this is my own just my own personal kind of take on this stuff is like i don't really get into religion and politics um because enough people do that and i don't feel like i need to to voice in on that stuff so what i've realized is like i want to play to my strengths and play to what i'm good at and what i can contribute to the world and and i think what um knock on wood is this wood i don't think it is 
if there's something that I can contribute, I think it's, it's uh, bringing people together, you know, like unity, like, you know, like, you know, um, um, divided we fall, united we stand, divided we fall. And I believe in that, you know, and I believe that um, there seems to be um, value to people in keeping us divided and keeping us hating each other and keeping us not talking. And then I see people come together from opposite extremes of po po of uh, politics and religion. And once they start talking, they're like, oh, oh, wait, 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 you actually believe that? Yeah, oh, wait, you believe that? Oh, so we're actually the same. We just have maybe a little tiny differences, whatever, but it's like, basically we're the same. And um, I think that goes true for most religion and most, even like most of my friends are atheists. Let's be honest. And I, and we talk about religion a lot. I've got, um, I probably have a friend from every religion, but probably most, mostly atheists because of just working in Hollywood is common. Um, I think for whatever reason. And, uh, and but we have like really respectful, interesting conversations and, and uh, you know, at, at the conversations always start, you know, polar opposites at first, but if you care to spend a little uh, time and um, put any thought in, into your conversation, you realize that, you know, everybody's kind of the same. They all want the same thing. They all want the same result. Most of your beliefs are kind of the same. Um, but I, I mean, this obviously is a much longer conversation, but I feel like my contribution to the conversation is like, Hey, there's never a time where it's good to disrespect each other or to fight or to argue or to not, or to stop listening or to stop talking. Like that's never, that never leads to anything good. Matter of fact, if you look throughout history that when we stop talking, it leads to bad things like always, it always does. So like, let's, let's continue more conversation and more understanding and being patient and let's exercise. And this is where I get, this is where I come in. I get really serious. Like <laughs> let's exercise the fundamental, the, the real fundamental principles of love, kindness, patience, forgiveness, empathy, like all these things, tenacity, like let's resiliency, like let's check the pride, check the ego, check being offended. Let's be slow to be offended. Let's be quick to be forgiving. And like, let's work together. And I think that our polar opposites are not polar opposites at all. So that's my whole take on politics and religion. <laughs> Sorry, once again, I don't know when to talk. I just stopped talking. Um, I mean, not to be punny, but like, we're all in this together. <laughs> you know, we tried to say it in the song, but now I got to use a bunch more words. <laughs> so um, I know you have something else to do. So I want to thank you for I've got me. my, I got my, by the way, I got my, I got my kid's doctor's appointment. So that's what I'm like. I'm literally just oh, no, no. Robin, Robin's in New York. And then she's like, okay, you got this, 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 this. And I'm like, back on, you know, taxi service, man. That's what, well, that's what, what we do. Tell Robin that she should come on here. Cause I want to talk about her career also. Oh, she'd and love I, want, it. I would love, love to, and no, I do love her. I'm a big, big fan. People think this is weird, but I'm a big, big fan of actors who are older than me because I don't feel like I can learn anything from people my age, but I can learn <laughs> so much. And I'd love to to introduce her also to an audience of people who may not necessarily be familiar with her work who should be, period. Yeah. So yeah. if she's if she wants to come on, I would love to have her on in the new year. Cool. Love it. Um yeah, I, so I want again. I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to thank you for everything that like you do, everything that you've said. You're really making, I hope you know that you're really making a difference in the world with your work well, past, you. present. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I don't know if I am, you know. but I hope so. <laughs> no, you are because 
I don't share this story a lot and I'll, I'll share it really quickly. When I was, you know, I'm not that old, but when I was younger, I actually tried to commit suicide and I very nearly succeeded. Um, my heart rate was like 199. They thought I was going to die. And the next day I got up and walked and they were like, I don't know how you're doing this. And in the hospital, there was a TV and the, the, the they had high school musical on a loop. And I remember hearing it. And I always feel like there's nothing is by accident. Whatever God, religion you believe in, nothing is by accident. Nobody is sent to anybody by accident. So th there's a reason why we've connected and I'm still here because people like you exist. If if you didn't exist, I could not exist. So you are making a difference and don't ever, ever, ever forget that. Not for wow. one second. Wow. Wow. Thanks for sharing. That's amazing. No, I, I, I tell you, I, I, I understand that, that that movie, like, it's you can't discount the fact that how many people it's touched so many people's lives around the world. It's really, it's really but, remarkable. So I, I love hearing that but, story. But just remember that the movie's great, but it's, it's, it's you because it's a cast. It's a great cast. But for example, I don't connect with the character of Gabriella because she doesn't, mm. I, I love Vanessa. I love Vanessa. I can't love say her. enough great things about Vanessa. Yeah. Just that character didn't, Oh, I feel like I see myself in this character. Oh, interesting. That's huh. what I mean. Yeah, but I yeah, see myself yeah. all over sharp. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're wonderful. Have uh, amazing Thank you. holidays. I yes, hope your voice yeah, feels you better. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my voice is so shot right now. But yeah, thank you. It's all the screaming from World Cup, I think, is what it is. So I was going to ask you, is your team still in? Well, you know, of course, it's fun to watch the U.S. and and uh, especially having like the terrible history we do, and uh, you know, like being the worst in the world for so long. Uh, being able to make strides has been exciting and fun to watch. But I, you know, we we knew that it was near impossible to to go any further. But um, I, but you honestly. Messy. <laughs> and it, honestly, like more than more than the U.S. team, and I love you rooting for the U.S. I'm all about rooting for the U.S. More than that, though, I just want to see Messi win. I want to see Messi take it home for Argentina. I think it would be the most incredible thing in sports well, history. I might be the only person in the world who prays to every god that's ever existed for an eighth Super Bowl win for Tom Brady every night. <laughs> so you understand for me tom is a very very special human being wow, i've been really wow. blessed i've been really blessed to meet people who stick around i hope you'll stick around i hope that we can stay friends and you know i'm going to keep supporting you no matter what i love it absolutely and let Thank me know you. when your new work is coming out because i love to share it on my instagram cool, and that'd get be great. everybody yeah of, of course we'll love you're it. great I, like i've said a million times so yeah good luck with you're your so voice. sweet no thank I'm you not, very much honest and I hope your kids are all fine. <laughs> oh, they're great. They're great. But this the is a dentist appointment. We're getting some cavities filled today. So oh. very exciting stuff. <laughs> all right. And all my love to your amazingly talented and beautiful wife, Robin. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. Nice chatting. Thank I'll talk you. to you soon. Thank you so much. Have happy a holidays. Day. Well, happy holidays. Bye. Bye. I really hope that you enjoyed that as much as I did. I really, really had so much fun chatting with him. I could have chatted with him for hours and not ran out of things to say. I mean, I, you could sort of see that I was getting emotional chatting uh, with Bart. And that's because I'm talking to someone who has literally been life-changing for me, but I'm also aware of how life-changing he's been for so many other people who may never get the opportunity to say, you know, thank you for what you did for me, even though there are so many who have thanked him. 
when I say thank you, I also feel like some a, a great deal of responsibility to uh, convey the message that he's touched a lot more lives than he will ever, ever be aware of. And to be honest, I don't think he's at all aware of just how profound his impact has been on an entire generation and upcoming generations because High School Musical, let's face it, it's a classic, it's an iconic film um, and it's full of life lessons that apply whether you're, you know, four, 14 or, you know, 24. <laughs> so yeah, this conversation meant a lot to me. I hope you learned some stuff about Bart that you didn't know before. Um, I hope that this will encourage you to get online and search for absolutely everything he's ever worked on and seek it out, watch it so you can check out his range. I personally have seen him in a ton of stuff like his guest spots and, and whatnot. And he's, he has incredible range. He's a great actor. Um, I mentioned that I hope to work with him someday. He said that we have to make it happen. And um, so I'm just going to say, I want it all. I want it. I want it. I want it. I love that song. It's my favorite song from HSM. <laughs> But yeah, I want it. I, I want to work with Bart Johnson. So universe, if you are listening, I am asking you to, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you to make that happen. Manifested. It's done. <laughs> so yeah, that was a really fun conversation. I want to thank you guys for uh, requesting Bart. And I'm glad that he saw your little requests because I share all the requests. Um, And I'm glad that he saw it. And I'm glad that he was like, yes, let's do it. Because I feel just so inspired and just happy and lighter and lifted. I don't know how to explain it, but chatting with Bart Johnson is uplifting and almost in, in a way like life-changing. So I hope listening to this conversation will make you feel that way as well. I also just, I'm still reeling over this because, you know, it's my childhood <laughs> and it was a blast. And it's one of those things that I never thought would happen and it has happened. And I've had so many things happen for me that I never thought could or would happen. And I want to say to anyone out there who feels like the things that you are hoping for cannot come true. I am a living proof that if you want it bad enough, it will happen. It will find its way to you. So please keep dreaming, which I think is the message behind you know, high school, all the high school musicals, keep being yourself and keep dreaming and reach for those dreams. And eventually you will, they will come true. And I'm living, breathing proof of that. And I don't know how I ended up on this tangent, but maybe somebody out there needed to hear it. And now you have, this has been the final episode of 2022 episode 60 of this blonde can talk about anything. I'm very proud of it. It's been a great year. Um, and looking forward to the new year. Uh, so I should probably say happy new year to all of you. I hope it's the best one yet. Let's all go into it. Our, uh, giving our best and working our hardest so that at the end of it, we can say it best year ever. <laughs> Got 12 months to do it. Um, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. I hope that you have a really, really good one. You deserve it. We all deserve it. Um, you know, it's nice to get gifts are great. I know I'm so appreciative of everything that I get, but giving feels so much better. So I want to ask you to give what you have. If you can only spare $5, give $5 and nobody has ever gone broke by giving. That's a lesson that I've learned in life. So give what you can this Christmas to make uh, someone else's 
you know, day better Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, give what you can to make somebody else's day a little bit brighter and you will feel so good about yourself. Thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I mean, the Spotify wrapped came out. I have to mention this show is in the 25 percentile in its category. It's trending on Apple in 12 countries. This is something that I never expected when I started the podcast. So yeah, it's just, it's insane. And it's also one of the most promoted shows by you guys shared. So thank you. <laughs> like that's nuts. It's just insane. I'm just a crazy actress chasing dreams, working real hard and putting these podcasts out as a way to learn from others and express myself and hopefully, you know, inspire others through my self-expression. So with that said, I'm going to stop rambling. <laughs> Got to say hello to my number one fan, Bobby, because I don't want my phone to ring and hearing on the other end. It's just too much of a good time of year to hear his crankiness, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> a big thank you to my sponsors, um, Michael Solberg Family Wines, which you can find as always on Instagram at Michael Solberg Family Wines. Also check out Huxwear, which is moisture wicking, camel toe eliminating underwear. You can find them on Instagram at H-U-X-W-E-A-R. And again, no one is paying me to say this. I'm obsessed with eatable popcorn. It's alcohol infused popcorn. Calories are low. It's a guilt-free snack. Perfect for this time of year. Perfect to gift. So please, please, please check them out on uh, Eatable Inc. So E-A-T-A-B-L-E-I-N-C on Instagram or eatableinc.com and uh, buy some popcorn for the people you love and they will love you even more. <laughs> That's a promise. Guaranteed. You will love it. Uh, again, no one has paid me to say this. They only have 20 bags of their Jingle Bell Pops left, which is the Christmas flavor. So don't walk, run to purchase it. <laughs> you don't want to miss out. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for me and this little show this year. You are all magnificent. I'm going to leave you with some HSM because HSM just puts us, just puts us all in a better mood, I think. And I want to say again, thank you to the wonderful Bart Johnson for joining me. And uh, I look forward to chatting with his sensational wife, Robin Lively in 2023. He said it was going to happen, so we're going to count on him. <laughs> all right, guys, take care. Happy holidays. And I am sending you all the love and glitter and magic in the world. Bye. The magic, the